Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. My guest today is Adam Friedel. After law school, Adam spent many years practicing in various public interest organizations. One of these organizations was a nonprofit technology company with the mission of improving access to justice. Working there sparked an interest in the tech side of things, and he started to teach himself to code on the side. Fast forward a few years, and he's left the law completely to be a full-time software engineer. Hi, Adam. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, um, I'm excited to, to chat with you today. So I always like to start sort of at the beginning and, and get a sense of what made you go to law school in the first place. Mm. Uh, sure. Um, I am still trying to figure that out <laughs> in some <laughs> yeah. ways. Um, you know, even after I spent like, I don't know, 10 or 11 years as a lawyer. Um but I guess the short answer is that uh, I always figured I wanted to go to some kind of graduate school. Um, I think, I don't know why I thought I needed to, but I did. Yeah. Uh, and for a whole variety of reasons, uh, I ended up going to law school after considering a bunch of other things, um, primarily because I thought it was the most practical. Yeah. Uh, I thought you know, I would be able to like make a good living and whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, that was, that, that was it basically. Um, it wasn't any sort of like I grew up wanting to be a lawyer or people told yeah. me I was really good at arguing or any of those. <laughs> there definitely are those people whose story is like, I don't know. I argued with everyone as a kid. And yeah. so I need to be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. In, um, in, uh, I almost like, uh, I was about to go pursue a PhD in political science, uh, and then at the last minute, I sort of did this instead. And I think, I think that probably would have been a more um, in line with like my interests or my sort of like background. But yeah, say love you. <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. Indeed. <laughs> whenever, whenever I go to say hindsight is twenty twenty, it almost always comes out hindsight is fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so, you went to law school. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I enjoyed certain aspects of it. Um, you know, it was like uh, I like being intellectually stimulated. Um, I get like bored easily, and I think that. Uh, you know, it was, it was good in that respect. Um, and also I, my observation was that a lot of people in law school tend to be sort of type A, like yeah. need, need to please, need to feel like praised and achieved and stuff like that. And I'm definitely in that mold. So, you know, I, I suppose in some ways I felt like, uh, you know, it felt comfortable in that sense. Right, right. Did you sort of, as you were there, did you have an idea of what you wanted your career 
trajectory to be or were you just kind of feeling it out? Uh, I did not. Um, I didn't have an idea really at all. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, uh, like we were just talking about, um, you know, that was a, a real issue, I think. Um, uh, people who I knew or classmates or friends who had an idea seemed to, in general, feel a lot more kind of satisfied, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think I was just kind of like not really sure well this is going on. <laughs> yeah yeah i get that although i do think a lot of people think they know what they want yeah. and that's not true either <laughs> that's no that's a that's a really good point that's a really good point because the more that i think about it is like um when i i think when i started just uh, trying to think back it's a long time ago <laughs> um, <laughs> I had been doing, so, you know, I had been out of college for a couple of years and I was working in sort of the social services world, um, like as a, like, kind of like case manager, you know, uh, I worked uh, for a homeless organization out of a shelter in the Bronx and, um, you know, I thought when I went to school, I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with that. It's going to be a total change. And I'm going to go like do like corporate something, you know? Yeah. And like, kind of like totally change everything. And I learned pretty quickly that like, that wasn't going to make me happy either. <laughs> right. So, so what did you do as you came out of law school? Um, so let's see. Uh, I kind of bounced around a little bit. I worked at a labor union for a little while. Um, And then I went to work at an immigration firm for a little bit. Um, Yeah, I bounced around in a a couple of different jobs until I ended up working at a small nonprofit in New York City called the Family Center, where we were doing sort of general legal services for... um, people who were facing uh, some sort of terminal illness. So families mm. where somebody yeah. had uh, a terminal cancer or HIV or those types of things. Yeah. So there is that thread of your sort of pre-law school thought process that came out in where you decided to practice, it sounds like, that that sort of social aspect to you, what yeah. you were doing. Yeah. I mean, looking at it with perspective, I think that was definitely where I felt kind of the most comfortable and the most kind of like fulfilled, I guess. Yeah. And so, I mean, you had a number of jobs in that arena when you were jumping around, what was it that was making you move from one organization to another? Was it during that process? Were you asking yourself, is law the right thing at all? Or were you just trying to fine tune where it was that you wanted to practice? Mm, No, I think I was asking myself pretty early on, is law the thing for me? Um, You know, I I think uh, I'm just, I'm thinking a little bit more about the question about like whether I enjoyed law school. And I, I said, you know, there were certain aspects, but I think pretty early on, like I kind of figured out that I was not really very happy, like in that world. 
but it seemed like at the time like you'd already invested so much you know right that like to like kind of try to pull the plug on it was like it's like some cost fallacy you know? <laughs> yeah i was just talking about that on a previous episode <laughs> yeah and, and, and i mean i was in my like uh i guess mid to late 20s at that time which so it wasn't like i was like a fresh-faced you know kid out of undergrad but still yeah i don't think yeah. i really had like a lot of adult perspective to to you know be like well what's really how am I really going to feel about my life in like 15 years from now or something, you know? Right. So it just seemed I mean, like that, that was like what I just had to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. So how long did you, did you stay in the sort of social services, legal services realm? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, so I did that uh, sort of in about three or four different positions, um, but all in that nonprofit legal services world uh, in New York City. I worked at, uh, let's see, after I was at the Family Center, I went to a place called Pro Bono Net, where they use technology to help increase access to justice. Hmm. And I was there for about three, two and a half years, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I went to the Center for Court Innovation, which is a nonprofit sort of think tank -y slash some services uh, in New York City. Uh, yeah. they, they run the Red Hook Justice Center and various other places you might know. Yeah. Uh, and so I had a couple of different roles there. One is the deputy director of the Midtown Community Court, and then eventually as more of a kind of consultant traveling around to other uh, jurisdictions around the country and kind of advising them on criminal justice reform issues. Yeah. I mean, it sounds interesting for, for legal work in terms of you yeah. know, doing, doing that <laughs> yeah. or, you know, writing M and a agreements. Right. You know? It seems like, it seems like there could be some layer of I'm doing important work here feeling, or did you not, was it, I'm always curious because people say, oh, there are these meaningful or interesting things that you can work on, you know, the companies that you work for, but still sometimes the actual legal work sucks yeah. <laughs> if you just don't like legal work. Yeah, so yeah. What, where, where did you feel like you were getting something out of the mission of those places or? Yeah. Y yes. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, believe you know i i sort of i think always had a pretty strong belief in like sort of like social justice and yeah. progressive kind of like values and i so i felt very at home in those environments and in at least some of those roles like you know i really felt like the work that i was doing was so when in the process did you start sort of having conscious thoughts and making actual plans about leaving the practice of law? Um, probably. So uh, when I was working at this uh, nonprofit tech place, Pro Bono Net, um, I started to, I sort of, you know, worked in the same office with a few guys who were software engineers. And I didn't really know much about that at all but i kind of like i liked playing with like tech stuff you know like 
iPhone and toys and stuff, you know? So yeah. I was like, I had a very like kind of naive interest in like sort of that world. And, you know, I got to kind of like work on these projects where, you know, I would sort of provide like the legal expertise or sort of guidance about like what, uh, you know, a particular kind of website or product needed to do or what kind of information they provide. And then I would get to see them like actually build it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. And so I started like, you know, hanging around and kind of like picking up little things here and there about little tricks, how they did stuff. And just really little by little started like figuring out like ways I could do things on my own. And, you know, that was probably like gosh, five or six years before I actually sort of bit the bullet and really tried to do it like hundred percent. So that sort of jumps us all the way forward. So what is it that you are doing now? Yeah. So now, uh, I'm a software engineer at a large, uh, company called Rakuten. Um, they're, uh, sort of a global conglomerate that's based in Japan. Uh, but their yeah. uh, businesses in the U S are kind of growing pretty quickly. Um, I work specifically in the world of kind of digital advertising right now, but I mean, basically what I do is I, I sort of write code all day and I, uh, I make sort of, I work on systems that allow people to sort of process like millions of kind of transactions between different parties. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, so that's a, big jump from doing (laughs) legal work for these sort of social justice causes that I find Mm -hmm. important to, yeah, I'm, I'm doing code for a big, big company. So what was it about, what was it that sort of interested you enough to pursue it to the point of saying, all right, I'm leaving all of this behind and Mm -hmm. putting all my eggs in like an entirely new basket. Yeah. Um, So I was really doing it i was spending a lot of my free time like learning about this stuff Mm -hmm. um and being like you know oh i just found out about this kind of thing and like now i'm going to stay up really late tonight and like try to read all about this and try to figure out something and and like at some point it just seemed like you know what if i could just do this during the day and like, <laughs> yeah. And then I would have like my my sort of free time back, you know, and I could do like <laughs> yeah. other fun things, you know. And so, um, I mean, I think that was yeah really like I was like, this is the stuff that I do like when nobody was making me, right. and it makes me happy, and it makes me feel really stimulated. And so, like, if that's the case, why don't I just try to do this from a job? I think that's really that's really awesome, and it's really interesting because. You know, there's that concept of flow, that what are the things that you do where you just find yourself in a flow mindset, just Mm -hmm. like things are, time is passing fast because you're just engaged and you don't have to try that hard to be engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think if you, if there's a thing like that, that you feel that way about, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, more than half the way towards, you know, making a good change it doesn't mean it's easy but you know i think if you can find something you feel like that about that's pretty pretty good sign 
Yeah, I I totally agree. And I was really fortunate that I had a lot of support from uh, you know, my my wife and, and my sister and other people I was close to who sort of watched me kind of going through this like process and you know, being like pretty dissatisfied with like my day-to-day like kind of work and just thinking like there's gotta be something else that would I would just be happier doing, you know? And and they really encouraged me. They said, you know, you seem to really like this thing. Why don't you just do it? Why don't yeah. you just try? And maybe it won't work out, you know, but maybe it will. And like we'll, you know, we'll we'll help you. So yeah. I was lucky in that sense. Yeah. So the, the sort of the people closest to you whose opinions actually sort of meant something to you weren't asking you, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Which could totally. you can see that going either way in some in some senses. Did you feel like from sort of the broader, you know, your friends, family, just community, mm-hmm. did you feel like people were thinking that and or did you care? We're thinking. We're thinking like, what is he doing? He's a lawyer. He went to law school. Oh, and now he's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's hmm. a good question. I think for a lot of people, uh, a lot of people find it like pretty surprising. I think, um, I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like such a big deal. Like, I think for me, what is important is like, I always want to feel like I'm like learning new things and like, I'm like kind of, I don't know sort of expanding my like horizons and my like understanding of the world and and whatever um that's what i feel like is like you know kind of making life worthwhile and so like to like kind of start go back to school and like learn a new thing and kind of have to do all that like work all over again it was like not like a big deal but it i my experience has been that other people seem to think it's a really big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, really? You know? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. For, for me, it was just like it kind of just, just kind of made sense. Yeah. 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 So did you go back to formal school for this or did you just sort of take classes on the side in your free time? Yeah. So I went to like a coding boot camp, mm-hmm. they call it. Um, and... I did it, uh, it was one of like, it was early in this sort of, this has become a lot more common now, but it was all online. So it was the same curriculum that people were doing kind of in person, Mm -hmm. but you could do it all online sort of at your own pace, you know, over a longer period. And that was really good for me because I was working full time, you know, in my law job and I didn't really have the financial resources to just like stop working. You know? Right. Right. And, uh, also it, you know, I, I mentioned like my wife, uh, and my family being really supportive, but like we had just had, uh, a, a baby, you know, our, our first child. Yeah. And she was about like three months old when I started that. So <laughs> not or, the time like, to quit a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I was in no position to quit. Um, and also, you know, I mean, for like the first several like months, for several of those months, you know, it was just like, I mean, they were so kind of patient with me and like giving me the time to be able to do that and stuff like that. You know, I felt 
really, really fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. To have both the support and, and the ability to advance what you were interested in while still keeping your job, even though, of course, the cost is your time at a time when I'm sure you <laughs> yeah. have plenty of things you could have been doing with your time. But sure. Um, sure, sure. So how did you take it from that class to getting a job in that field? So, you know, is it just like, hey, I took this class? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's like a, I mean, in some ways, it's. I think it's kind of like a uh, sort of, professional school or trade school i mean it, it's very focused on preparing you to be like a productive kind of software engineer mm -hmm. you know um <laughs> you know in a way that like i think law school is not really not focused on the practical yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think that's fair to say yeah. um so yeah you know you go there's just so many things about it. I mean, I could talk for a long time about the differences between like the, the world of like law yeah. and as someone and who's married to a, you know, sort of, someone with a computer science background and oh, yeah, a, yeah a technical project manager. I, I definitely uh -huh. see those. <laughs> yeah. But one thing it does seem about that field from what I gather from my personal experience with, with my husband is that there's much less of an emphasis on quote unquote credentials yes. or what school you went to or anything like that. It's really, do you know these systems? Do you know yep. that, how to do this? If you can do it, that's, that's enough. That's what, that's what is needed. <laughs> that, that, that's a hundred percent true. And it's something that I find extremely refreshing. Um, you know, I, I really chafed at the sort of uh, elitism and snobbery of like the legal world. And even though like I was in, you know, the sort of nonprofit realm yeah, where you might think that there's a lot less of it, it's not so much the case, you know? Yeah. Um, in sort of in the tech world, yeah, I mean, maybe in some very small corners of it, people care, like, kind of where you went to school or whatnot. But I would say in, like, 95% of all the jobs that are out there, and there are a lot of jobs out there. Yeah. It's like, can you do this? Can you do this thing that I need done, you know? And yeah. so I think it's a much pure meritocracy in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, you know, I think some people get freaked out about, you know, how am I going to break into a new field? Well, some fields are just easier to break into yeah. without, than others. It's just, it's just true, right? Like if you want to be a doctor, that's going to be a lot of time, right? Yeah. But, um, but I do think it's, it's, you know, I think just in terms of like opening people's eyes to various opportunities, I think, I think it is a place with jobs where if this kind of work interests you it it is a real opportunity yeah i think that's 100 percent true and I, I also think that those of us who went through law school and so like i feel i was pretty fortunate that like i graduated in 06 which was like right before like the financial crash yeah and me so, too 06 yeah okay <laughs> so i don't know if this was your experience also but i was at least able to get a job you know yeah. it wasn't maybe like the the greatest job or job i wanted but you know i have a lot of friends who 
came out a year, two, three years later. And I mean, those people were unemployed for years, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, and we, so, we definitely sort of just skirted by, by the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 but even, even still, as lucky as we were, I think like, you know, the market for law jobs is really like broken in very fundamental ways. And so I think having sort of tried to navigate it it like it really kind of scars you and it makes you yeah. extremely sort of like pessimistic you know yeah i can see that about, about like trying other things and so it's been enormously refreshing to like get into another field where it's just easier to get into and yeah the barriers to entry are lower you know? yeah yeah and do you feel like was there any part of you that felt like okay well now i'm just sort of the sunk cost fallacy but you know do you feel like yeah that was such a waste or do you find that there are uh transferable skills that you had uh there i mean a little of both there are definitely transferable skills i don't know if there's so much specific to the practice of law but a lot of what i did especially in the later part of my legal career was more management and consulting so mm -hmm. sort of just like kind of like very practical things about how to get things done and how to like sort of navigate various personalities and team dynamics and stuff like that or like yeah i i find those things to be really useful you know yeah now. yeah um in terms of like specific like skills that i learned in law school or things like that no i, I yeah. can't say that they're very yeah. useful <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do think there may i don't know there's some sort of i guess just in a very high level like i could see there being a overlap in logical thinking sort of step-by-step uh, yeah. step thinking um I mean, very high level, but <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, that's true. Sort of uh, attention to detail, yeah. And kind of, uh, there is a lot of logical reasoning, like you know, sort of conjunctive tests of various conditions and things like that that yeah. are like similar in some ways. Yeah, way. yeah. Well, that's great. So, I think I'm going to just start uh, starting to wrap up, but. If you were talking to someone who was sort of <laughs> realizing they're kind of miserable in their practice, is there any particular advice or resources that you would point them to? Yeah. Um, so this is very specific to um, uh, kind of co software coding, but there was a guy who I found on the internet uh, out in California, and he self-published this book. I think it's called Quit Law and Learn How to Code or something like that. Oh. <laughs> um, and it, it's very, I That's mean. That's very, very niche. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it was like. It, it, it that's exactly what it's about yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the point you know? yeah yeah and uh so you know i read that and, and it wasn't so much like the content of it that but it was more like 
seeing that somebody else had done it. Yes. Yes. I think that's so important as part of my goal here is just to tell stories of people who've done it, whether, you know, whatever the ultimate destination was, but then yeah. people do this and they get, end up in a lot of different places where they feel happier. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. It's like, I mean, that's the biggest piece of advice. Like I would give to people is like, just go out and explore other things and go talk to people and tell them like, Hey, I don't know, but this thing you do seems kind of interesting and can I learn more about it and like you know I, I I think that there is a wide wide world out there that um you know when you're just like head down kind of in the courts or you know in some office for 70 hours a week you just don't see you know? yeah absolutely so keep your eyes open <laughs> all right well thank you adam so much i really appreciate your taking the time to chat with me yeah thank you so much for having me and if i can ever be of help to you know anybody uh, who's listening to this or whatever like please please feel free to reach out cool well how would they find you uh probably email is the best way uh it's a j f r i e d l at gmail.com great well thanks so much all right thanks megan one thing i'd like to really highlight from this conversation is the idea that not all fields have such time consuming and rigid entry requirements lawyers live in a professional world that's hard to get into and that may hold us back in two ways The first one we've talked a bit about, and that's the sunk cost fallacy that we've put so much time and effort to get here that we shouldn't leave. But the other way is that I think we overestimate the difficulty of breaking into new fields. There are many career paths that you could work towards simply by learning about it in your free time. I know, you don't have a lot, but you could find some. And tech may be the quintessential example of this, but I think it's true in more areas than we assume. 